a few weeks now, I've been thinking about compassion. Uh, it popped into my head as something that we might talk about, and then you brought it up just a day ago. And so it feels like it's something we might want to talk about. I'd noticed that it is in one of our ground rules. On the last podcast we did, we focused on our first ground rule. And um, it is it is in one of the ground rules as something to practice in relation to both ourselves and other people. I can read the whole ground rule in a moment, but I wanted to start a conversation. Mm. I'm I'm quite interested now. Now you've started talking about that as to what what it was about compassion that mm. that uh, kind of chimed with you and made you want to explore it. What, I think, yeah. What was your yeah in in what sort of mood? Like, have you noticed that you haven't been listening to yourself or other people compassionately? That you've been in a a judgmental or evaluative mode? Yeah. What was it? I think, interestingly, it was directed at myself. That was the first thing that, that kind of, that I noticed, that I think compassion is a really hard thing to practice. Um, and that's why I'm interested to have a conversation with you about it, to, 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 to discover why, why is it or why do I think that? Because it feels like you have to overcome something to, to be compassionate. And if I'm thinking about myself, that will be um, kind of overcoming expectations that I put on myself and certainly judgments I might have about myself. And as we all know, we, we can all have lots of judgments and expectations about ourselves that are really hard to kind of step over or step round because... They can become part of the stories that we tell ourselves about who we are. And I think I just noticed that in this time, this testing time, uh, that I've been kind of going in waves of feeling okay about things and then finding things harder. Um, And that's when the compassion word came up, I think. When I was going through a moment that felt harder, that I was feeling less positive, less productive, less successful in my pursuits. And I just turned the light on myself with that word. Um, It's okay. There's so much that's extraordinary about this time. And everybody is finding it hard in different ways. And it's okay. And that's when that word just popped up. Mm. It's always one of the um, really startling things to me whenever we run workshops and we whatever workshop we do we always start with listening and encouraging mm. people to be really conscious about how they are listening mm. broadly to themselves and to the outside world mm. and I would say that in every single workshop that we do there will always be people who admit to um, not not listening to themselves very compassionately, even just starting from that place of saying, well, I don't have mm. a story, or my story's not very interesting, or I'm, not, I'm, I'm a terrible storyteller, that that's, well, that as a species, we can be so quick 
to, well, certainly judge others. And judging ourselves is very often, you know, like front of the queue. Mm. I'll start by evaluating how how I'm doing and then and then I'll judge everyone else. And I think, just to go back to what you're saying about listening, I think it's a bit of a leap for a lot of us to even think about listening to ourselves. Mm. Well, listening is about how I interact with other people, isn't it? But that idea of listening to yourself, and that might be listening to the stories, the habitual way we talk to ourselves about ourselves, um, I, I think is quite a re- can be quite a revelation. Mm. 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 Yeah, and I think that that's one thing that's... You know, when we practice clearing listening, I, you know, we do it pretty much every day, sometimes more than once in a day. And that is an opportunity to really think, how how am I listening to myself mm-hmm. today? What what are the thoughts that are going round and around? And a lot of those thoughts and a lot of the things that, that you might describe as an obstacle to listening are going to be judgments and evaluations, mm. whether they're going inward or outward you know because our brains are really good at evaluating things and that is well, they an, have to. and that they is an amazing be, yeah. you know uh, skill that we have yeah. but it's to, a survival to, technique yeah but to be able to observe it and see uh, actually this is not serving me if i mm. have a story running or oh, i'm not very good at doing this or i always mess this up or um I can never do very well in this interaction with this person. So when I pick up the phone to talk to them, I know that they are going to be arsy. And of course, if you go into something thinking that your listening shapes, begins to shape the relationship and shapes what's possible. And sure enough, the person's arsy. But Mm. it's, there might be something in your tone of voice because you're expecting them to Mm. be like that. I think there's something about judgment, that idea of it going inwards and outwards. I, I always, I'm always fascinated by that idea that the, what we, the things we judge most, most harshly outside of us are actually the things that we judge harshly about ourselves, projecting mm. them out. And I'm often kind of catching myself in some judgment mode towards something or someone and then thinking, hmm, okay, if that's me, if, if, that's, some, if that's part of me um, that I'm coming down so judgmentally about, what's what's going on yeah i think part of that sort of i mean i don't know it in detail but this that kind of theory of projection Mm. is if that there is something in yourself that you really really dislike then you hide it from yourself in yourself it's kind of right is well hidden and you're sensitive to it and you're sensitive sensitive to it outside yourself so if there is a particular you know if there is a prominent public figure for example who particularly annoys you, then what is it in that behaviour that actually you you know that you have? You know mm. that, you know, because mm. none of us are perfect. So I think this, to me, comes back to the compassion thing. Uh, when, when I said, it feels like you have to get over something or around something to, to, feel, to feel compassionate about somebody else, it's... I want to kind of test this out and, and I'm, I'm reaching for a dictionary definition of compassion now because I, w- I want to know, I want to really think about why is it different from empathy? Mm. Um, because this idea that I'm saying that I have to 
circumvent an obstacle. I have to, you know, get over something to feel compassionate for myself or somebody else. Because there's a lot to feel judgmental about at the moment, angry about, fearful of. And how is it useful for me to think of being compassionate about some of those things that I might uh, be angry about or judgmental about? How can that help me? So I'm now looking up compassion <laughs> as, you, as you think about what, um, what yeah, I'm saying. And, yeah, and of course, I, you know, like you, have spent most of the year, you know, ab- absolutely raging, for example, about how our country's leadership has dealt mm. with this pandemic. Mm. And I and I feel, you know, and, and even as I talk about it, I can feel like my heels digging in like, well, I don't even want to look for the compassion there mm. because, well, well, why should I? They took this on and they have a duty of care, which they have not lived up to. They have mm. not cared about us. Mm. Is, is my feeling. So how can I find the compassion and why, and why should I? Um, I yeah. I mean, it's in- interesting. Um, I'm reading some definitions and, uh, and, and now questioning where that idea for me comes from because it's not exactly what I read. A strong feeling of sympathy and sadness for the suffering or bad luck of somebody else. Yeah, recognising the suffering of others and taking action to help. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, that's kind of shut me up for a moment because I think that means something. <laughs> well, I see it slightly, slightly broader different. than that. I see it as uh, from the definition for me is broader. You know that idea that to be compassionate for myself, that means I have to clear some some of those judgments about myself out the way and just go. It's okay. You're okay. That's what it it means to me, and and that's. <clears throat> If I'm, think, if I'm thinking of using it towards somebody outside of me that I might be feeling anger or frustration uh, about, then it will be getting around that feeling to feel compassion for them instead of anger and frustration. Okay, so, so, what's, so imagine if there's somebody who's really angry mm. and because they're angry, they're shouting at you and they insult you or whatever they might do, but there is an outward expression of their anger towards you. So compassion mm. would say, um, so you, the, the job is to try and understand that, that, that they are suffering. Yeah. If somebody is angry and is acting out because they are angry, yeah. then being compassionate is, and this is where it's related to empathy, I guess, is being able to put yourself in their shoes and understand that they are suffering. It's manifesting yeah. maybe as rage and violence, but they're suffering underneath it. Mm. And you ha- can have sympathy and understanding with the suffering underneath it. Well, that's really interesting in the light of, of what hooked your attention yesterday yeah. Yeah. in terms of uh, talking about compassion. So so re- remind remind me what, what that was. It was on the radio, wasn't it? Yeah, so Vanessa Feltz on her show in the morning, and I suppose because it's, it's coming up to the year anniversary of uh, the events in Fishmonger's Hall right. where Jack Merritt 
and I don't remember Saskia. her name. Saskia, is it? I can't it? remember her surname, but... Yeah, and I want to find out her now. name because I want to know both their names, but were murdered. And somebody called Roska, I don't know his other name, Roska, um, who was somebody who was in prison and he had met Jack Merritt through the charity. Saskia Jones. Saskia Jones. Um, and Roska had met Jack Merritt while he was in prison through the charity and had got to know Jack. Mm. And, and, he, and he's made a record, uh, which is a charity record mm. for mm. Jack. And so he's talking about losing his friend Jack. And then in the middle of talking about everything that Jack was and everything that the charity had done for him, how it had turned his life around. And they started, and Vanessa asked him about, uh, you know, well, they were talking specifically about the events at Fishmongers Hall. And he just said, but imagine how broken you would have to be to mm. do what he did, to, to go somewhere with, you know, a weapon and intend to kill people, knowing, you know, very likely that he would not emerge from that alive himself. But imagine how broken you would have to be to do that. And he described how, you know, he did something where he knew that he would be creating more victims, not just the people that he yeah. killed, that it, it yeah. would, but imagine how broken he was. And I, and I just kind of thought that feels like that is the first time I've heard somebody on the radio or somebody publicly talking about having compassion for the terrorist, compassion for the person yeah. who does something like that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, which, is, it was... which is startling and, and true. Yeah. Because, of course, you know, he said, imagine how little hope that he had for his life or for any outcomes of his life, that it felt to him like it was a good idea to be radicalised and have as your life's purpose death and destruction. Of yourself as well. Of yourself Your life's purpose well. becomes your death. I mean, that, yeah, I thought it was really striking the way, the way Roscoe, Roscoe's his name, is yeah. that right? Roscoe spoke, um, and I did hear it too. And um, like you say, it, it, it was so striking because it was so rare to hear it expressed like, like that. And, it, and it's really hard for us to have compassion in that way for the other. And, you know, if you look at the world, there's so much othering going on in so many different ways. And people get strength from othering. And by that, I mean strength from differentiating themselves um, and, just, you know, stating their difference to other people and demonising the other for whatever reason, whether it's across race or religion or um, gender and sexuality. Mm -hmm. There's so much othering going on, and people find their strength in knowing that they are not that thing. They are this thing, and they will, and they will, you know, they will band together with this group of people that feel they are different from that thing. And how, how does that help us? And his ability to, and, and, and probably because he has stood on both sides of that line, really, he, there would have been something that he might have felt um, he had an affinity with in terms of the, 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 the guy that did that, just because 
how marginalised he might have felt and mistreated. Um, and so he could straddle both arguments, knowing it was really wrong, but being able to say, but what, what do you have to be thinking? Who, what has to have happened to you for you to feel that is the mm. solution? Mm. I've just repeated what you've said, but uh, I think, it's, I think uh, yeah. it was very powerful. And, and I think that all of us, in our darkest moments, when we're really angry at somebody or, um, no, I don't know that there's an or, in our darkest moments when we are really angry, I think many of us probably have a fantasy of obliterating somebody else or yes. just, you know, clearing somebody else out of our frame of reference and not wanting to deal with them. And so if you can find it in your own mind somewhere, then you can begin to forgive it mm. because that means that the person that ultimately goes on to act on that, they are not a monster, but that part of them they, they gave expression to. And most mm. of us don't, but for some reason, some people do. And if we could begin to understand it and forgive it, I know, you know, that's, and it's hard. That is hard. But to, but to not other, because populism, as, you know, as a political force around the world, gains pace because of that idea yeah. of we are not them and it's them who are bad. If we can all acknowledge, well, all of us have some bad in us and all of us have good in us too, that until we can acknowledge that and not other other people and it's kind of unbelievable to me because we've seen the what happens with othering through history we've seen it so powerfully in the middle of the 20th century what happened with othering uh, a whole group of people and you know i was listening to the radio this morning and um it was uh, a whole discussion around a slave ship you know in the 18th century i think where they threw overboard 120 slaves um, because they were seen as cargo rather than human beings. Um, you know, the, even using the word slaves rather than enslaved people, that, that turns them into um, something it that's not me. It, yeah, yeah. yeah, it dehumanises them and they're actually just people from a different country mm. who were treated in that way. So it, it's so prevalent. I think... It starts with ourselves, doesn't it? Like so many things, um, that compassion for other people has to start at home, really. Um, compassion for ourselves has to be the first bit of work that we do, as well as turning the light on what we see in front of us and finding a way to step over or around the obstacles that we might feel to empathise. I think if we start with us, well, we're, it means that we begin to practice it every moment, every day, if we're starting with us. Because our judgments of ourselves are always there, present for ourselves. And we can start there. And then I think it, it begins to leak out into then being able to examine, you know, how fair am I being in the way that I'm judging somebody else. So, yeah, yeah listening to oneself with infinite compassion so the ground rule is we're responsible for listening to ourselves and one another with compassion infinite ability and creativity 
nice note to leave it on. For.